hello and welcome to another episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and Friends. And I want to welcome my friend Michelle Woods back to the show. We've missed you. Um, back. I know. I missed you too. But you know that I can't have this conversation about blowjob tips with anyone else on the planet but you, right? You better ever not talk about this without Actually, me. I talk about this with clients all the time. But you better not talk about it on our podcast without me, please. Yeah, you, you definitely make it easy to talk about on the podcast. I do have to tell you, <laughs> have to pass on a couple of kudos, okay? So really? one okay. couple that I was talking to, I, I recently did a podcast recording with them. And mm -hmm. they said, we were really disappointed when we found out that Michelle wasn't going to be a part of the conversation because we just love her. No like, way. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. And then somebody else says to me, if you ever put small groups together of people who listen to your podcast and want to have like discussion questions from you every week or whatever, just know that we want to be in a small group with Michelle. No way. Oh, that is so nice. Yeah. That makes me feel really, really good. Yeah. So whoever that is, I'll be in your group. And, uh, and Hey, I wanted to tell you too, you know how you said a few weeks back that I guess it was Judy, one of your, um, listeners got you a mug, a podcast mug. Uh huh. Well, my friend Marley got me a mug and surprised I had a a present on my front door a few weeks ago and it was my official sexual confidence on tap podcast mug Mar from her marley is so thoughtful i love her she's like so. one of the most thoughtful people on the planet i know yeah so well those are that's so sweet i love that you told me that that makes me feel good well there you go <laughs> so yeah, this is a long overdue conversation that we've been promising our listeners. We had several conversations about how best to pleasure her orally. So we owe it to our listeners to balance yep. the conversation with some great tips on how to pleasure him orally. Yep. Can't leave the men out. That's just not fair. Well, and that's another thing I was going to tell you too, is I had told another friend that I had to let her go because I needed to go hop on Zoom so that Michelle and I could talk about blowjobs for the podcast. And she <laughs> said, I'm just glad that Michelle has taught you how to say blowjob instead of fellatio. Fellatio. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I need to bring you down to earth. To say those words. <laughs> Golly, you just sound so official when you use your big fancy it, words. I try to keep it clinical and professional, but I also know that the slang terms are very beneficial to people. And I, quite frankly, I love them too. I know. <laughs> I do too. I found a couple, if you want me to tell you a couple that, I mean, sure. anytime I, <laughs> I hear slang terms, um, they, I mean, you can Google these and there's like thousands, but I looked up a couple and of course the top one was like beager. Um, have you ever okay. said beager in one of your, your seminars or yes. with your clients? No. Okay. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. Uh, there's one called dome and I hear that in like rap songs, but I never really knew <laughs> what it went, what it meant like getting his chrome dome polished or something yeah they like the words the lyrics are i call it getting dome so there's that one and then there is slob my knob <laughs> then there's blizzo job sickle which i like that one blizzo job sickle 
You're so funny when you say these. You're like, Blizzo Jobsicle? <laughs> You're crazy. That you should. How about a mouth hug? Let me give you a mouth hug. <laughs> Michelle, I think that you could probably come up with some original zingers for blowjob is my guess. If you just weren't such a busy and successful realtor and part-time podcaster, <laughs> I'm sure that's what you would do is sit around and create slang terms for all things sexual. I would. I would write a book. Maybe I'll follow in your footsteps one day and start writing books on all the things I've learned <laughs> throughout my life. <laughs> Starting with blowjobs and funny names for them. So before people start counting how many times we say the word blowjob as if it's a cuss word or a bad thing, let me just remind everyone that oral sex is referred to very graphically in scripture. Just plucking some out of the Song of Solomon, I delight to sit in my lover's shade. His fruit is sweet to my taste. Come blow on my garden that its fragrance may spread abroad. Biblical scholars agree that these are references to genitalia and oral sex. So get over it. What we were talking about is totally the Lord. holy. Totally holy. If, but if you don't look at it through that paradigm, fine. But if you do and you have all kinds of anxiety about the fact that we're talking about this so openly... Welcome to Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and Friends. In case you didn't know what our agenda is, we want to help people develop more sexual confidence. So, right. yes, we're going to talk about it graphically in detail. <laughs> and we have lots of people turning this off as we speak. And we have lots of people forwarding it to friends going, you need to listen to this episode. Exactly. Lots so it's all good. It's all good. So ironically, the wisest advice that I have ever been given about performing oral sex came when I was in the eighth grade. Oh I, gosh. I know it was awfully not, young. Not solid. By a girl who maybe she was a sophomore. I don't remember exactly how much older she was than me, but we were jumping on a trampoline and she was telling me that she had put her boyfriend's penis in her mouth. I don't remember exactly the words that she used, but I, you know, I, I got the image very, you know, very clearly. And I remember asking her, oh, did it like taste weird or anything? Her <laughs> response was, it's just like sucking your thumb. Oh, yeah. And so the first time that I was in that situation, it, it, it was really minimized in my mind of this is not disgusting. This is not going to gross me out because I think a lot of women really are disgusted and grossed out by the notion. Right. But I am hoping that this conversation will help you catch the vision that doesn't have to be. Right. It doesn't have to be. So do you remember when you learned about oral sex and how to perform that for your mate? Who, who, so, told, who told you? Well, the first, so I was super sheltered and believe it or not, and um, went to a really small Christian school. So if anyone held hands or kissed or like, it was just earth shattering news. So the first time any of my friends did anything like that was I was 15 years old. I was in 10th grade. And one of my friends had told a group of girls that she had given her boyfriend a blowjob and she was explaining to 
<laughs> she was explaining to us how like underneath his penis was like this vein thing that like where she, when he was coming like she could feel it pulsing or making it and I know that's so graphic but it clearly stuck really deep in my mind and I thought oh my I had never done anything I don't I didn't even kiss a guy until I was 15 so uh I had had no clue what she was talking about and it scared the crap out of me and I thought that is so crazy and weird and I don't need this vain thing in my life um but uh so yeah that's what I thought about uh when you said you you were in eighth grade so yeah, I, I waited a few more years. I didn't hear about it till I was 15 years old. Yeah, now that's just when we heard about it. When, yeah. when we actually engage, but I think that we all hear about it much earlier in life than we actually engage in it. But how sure. we hear about it oftentimes will determine how we feel about it. And I know especially women who had this force upon them when they were children, of course it's going to be an incredibly emotionally triggering painful conversation for them to have sure. we encourage them to reach out to a counselor or therapist or coach or come to a women as well workshop like you you need to work through those early exposures that they were extremely harmful mm. or abusive because you don't want to just get stuck there as an innocent little girl who just is totally freaked out by it like we need to be able as adult women who are married to be able to move past the trauma and enjoy what God intended for us to enjoy. And again, it's mentioned in scripture. So I, I totally believe that this is God's intention, especially when you consider how the mouth and the genitals kind of go together hand in glove mm -hmm. and that saliva is really the best lube, far better than Astroglide, far better than wet platinum or any of those like, saliva it's that B word what did you say it was it was it's the it, v word what is it it's, it's viscous saliva viscous. Viscous. yes it, it, which means slick it keeps so, things slick and when you are making love you want slick you don't want tension you don't want drag you 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 want it to be slick as snot for lack of a better <laughs> and saliva does that and so Much i think better. yeah than out of a bottle yeah, I, oh yeah, I, I definitely think that the over-the-counter lubes are not nearly as effective and healthy as just good old-fashioned saliva. And think about it, you never have to remember to pack it. It's in plentiful supply. You never have to pay for it. I totally think that God had not just digestion, but sex also in mind when he designed saliva. Well, and if you think about it, having lube in a bottle like just makes it, it takes the whole foreplay situation off the table sometimes because if you're you're laying there and you have lube well just use this and we don't like you don't take the time to get each other turned on and you know get aroused and get wet and so um, that's something that I've thought about many times that's um, natural so. uses are right. much better of an aphrodisiac of course the older you get the harder those natural juices are to come by so yes this is no true. pun intended there's... there either <laughs> but yes there's definitely benefit to using saliva both ways to kind of warm things up but i have a better place to start though when it comes to warming things up about this conversation are you ready 
I'm re I've been ready since I knew we were headed here. Okay. I'm ready. Let's go. So I think that step number one is to send him a sexy text message early in the day mm. to titillate mm -hmm. him and let him anticipate all day. So are you talking about like talking dirty, a picture, like what? whatever you want to find. I mean, I know that there are gifts of women eating a banana or, uh, or maybe you send him a donut smile or. <laughs> <laughs> do we know what a, a donut smile is? I, I was going to say, do you want to unpack your definition of what a donut smile is? Yeah, that's just one of the, one of the words I came across. I think it's just <laughs> the shape of your mouth. That's what a donut smile is. There you go. You could just send him a text message that has a string of M's of just, mm. I would think that he would get the picture and that that might give him a little rise in his Levi's, wouldn't you? <laughs> rise in his Levi's. I've never. <laughs> give him a dangler in his Wranglers. <laughs> I just made that one up. <laughs> Do you ever feel like we're those two women on Saturday Night Live, the delicious dish <laughs> ladies with the ugly Christmas sweaters talking about sweaty balls <laughs> and dusty muffins? I uh, know that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Or so I have a lot of friends that if I say, Hey, like send your husband a, send him a, t like a picture, like show him your boobs or send him a picture in your thong or something, you know, and they're or or a, even just a picture of your mouth parted with your, the tip of your tongue on your lower lip. Something. Something. Sexual. Something sexual. Yes. So that's okay. step number one is let him anticipate it for a while because anticipation is half the fun. Mm -hmm. Well, in this situation, maybe only 10% of the fun, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Step number two is it's okay to assess the situation to make sure that the undercarriage is going to be an acceptable playground for you. Because if you're going to yell on him and you're grossing out about how he smells, that is not going to create the ambiance and the atmosphere that you want. So, so how do you say that? I mean, without being rude. I think that it's okay to say, how about if we slip into a warm tub together or would you be willing to slip into the shower so I can really go down and have some fun without, yeah, maybe you don't have to say the without part. <laughs> so I can take care of you, you know. Okay, so you can be honest if, like, if you feel the need to be, <laughs> I would just feel rude. But there's ways to say it. There are ways to say it. <laughs> maybe you just hand him a washcloth and say, go take care of the dingleberries that may or may not be present and I'll meet you in the bedroom. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> there are many women who have, who have admitted to me that it's not that they have a problem performing oral sex. It's mm -hmm. that it usually happens late in the day where yeah. he maybe hasn't had a shower for 15 hours and maybe he went and worked out at lunch or something and she's all like how do i and it's like just tell him just tell right. him to go take care of the undercarriage so that you can have some fun down there <laughs> so there you go oh gosh this is making me sweaty i literally just i had to put my hair in a ponytail 
this is making me hot, Shannon. <laughs> Which is really the best hairstyle for a blowjob anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. You totally got to have a big old bun on the top of your head. To is, it, is it that you're just getting ready for later? Is that it? I don't know what's happening, but I feel sweaty and my, my face is hot. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think you just got me all cracking up and hot and bothered over here, apparently. <laughs> all right. Step number three. Once you know that the undercarriage is clean and you've been teasing him all day and he's anticipating it and hopefully so are you, I want you to start slow. Don't just dive on top of it like you're in a hurry to get it over with. Like tease him, taunt him a little bit. Start with just your hot breath on his shaft. Start with talking to him about how much you love his manhood or whatever word you want to use there Talk dirty. Right. you need to keep this rated r not rated x um mm-hmm. stroke him a little bit tease him with your tongue before you ever take it take the whole thing in your mouth so just slow it down and let him really enjoy the ride it should be an experience not a task this is not right something you want to hurry through I think that's something that I hear pretty consistently is that men feel like this is just a check mark that, you know, their wives are not into this, that it's just some, like you said, some task that has to be done that they don't really get into and enjoy themselves. Yeah. It's like make dinner, do the dishes, tuck the kids in bed, give them a blow job, then go do the bills. It's like, it's, right. It's just, just something else to do in there. Right. So make it an experience. And if you do it right, it's really not going to take that long anyway, because right. if you right. blow his mind with the impression that you really want to be there, that you really want to do this, he's going to get fully aroused much faster than if he's thinking, well, she's, she's not really acting very enthusiastic and she seems to be turning up her nose or gagging or whatever. Like that is not, right. sexy. not no. sexy. I that think makes you just want to move on with the night or morning or whatever and be done. For a man to feel as if his wife truly desires him mm-hmm. in this way, that is the hottest thing. So number four is how you can make him feel like you desire him oh so much. When you're doing this, lock eyes with him. Look up, look at him directly in the eye, watch him watching you. It should be hot for the two of you because I can, yeah, eye contact is intimate. Believe me, especially eye contact while doing something sexual. That is intimacy into me see. So look up, smile at him, wink at him, you know, run your tongue along your upper lip, just centimeters away from his penis, like really make him feel as if, oh, she's about to devour me. Like (laughs) that's every man's dream to be devoured by a wife that he is so crazy about. So number five, don't forget the verbals. Okay. It's, it's a good thing to moan and to groan and to mm, and to talk to him about what you see, what you feel between your lips and on your tongue, what, you know, what it makes you think of. Uh, it, everybody, I think, loves to be talked to when they are sexually aroused. It's just sexy. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Oh it's, yeah. It's a whole nother level of communication. So it's like when your husband or your partner, whatever, is going down on you and they are looking at you and, and making those moans and groans and, you know, you know that they're just totally enjoying every ounce of you and your mind just turns off and you can actually enjoy it. I mean, I think it's the same thing for guys. Like if they know that, that, uh, she's enjoying this and it's something that she wants to do to please him and take care of him. And like you said, um, they get aroused so much quicker if they know that she's there by her choice mm -hmm. because she wants to do it. He wants to get lost in her gaze, right. in her touch, in her breath, in her mouth, in her hands. He, yeah, it can be a little foretaste of heaven when it's done right. And I definitely think that it should be equally as arousing. Well, maybe not equally, but you get the idea of if her heart and her mind are truly there, if she is mentally and emotionally and spiritually present with him, not just physically going through the motions, it should be arousing to her as well. It should be incredibly bonding for the two mm -hmm. of you to be experiencing this together. Right. The only one of the ways I've thought of describing it, and it sounds so stupid, but it's, I've always said it's like making love with your mouth. Like, that's what I think of when I think of a good old fashioned beecher, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you're saying, it can be a very intimate thing. It doesn't have to be some gross weird, just get this thing over with type of thing. Right. So number six, my advice is to roam. It is perfectly okay to move your lips and your tongue and your hands to other parts besides just his shaft or just his tip because the penis, Charlie taught me this, the penis <laughs> doesn't just stop at the balls. The penis actually goes several more inches up into the body cavity so to massage him underneath his balls, like where the prostate gland is, he's actually feeling that in that, in the base of those nerves. And that is also very arousing. Some men really enjoy having their anal region touched or massaged. Um, it just freaked a bunch of women out. I right know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But the reality is, is that God made the human body with lots and lots of nerve endings around everywhere too. Yes. and lots of men say that that is incredibly hot for them and lots of women say it too but if it's not for you then right. don't, don't feel any pressure to go where you don't want to go there's no expectation just be enthusiastic sure. about where you do want to go exactly okay. but you know taking the time to you know, massage his balls very gently and maybe run your tongue across his scrotum or along the, his inner thigh or, you know, like roaming like that just makes him feel as if you really are consuming him, that this is not just a open mouth insert penis experience. This is, you are truly just helping him relax and feel so desired. And it just is a lot more erotic of an experience if you feel the freedom to just roam and have some fun. Okay. Well, and I would think communicating what, I mean, with noises or verbally, whatever, what feels good. You mm -hmm. know, I, I hope, uh, you know, just not, I guess not being afraid to say what you like or what you don't like. Yeah. Well, and that leads us to number seven and that is watch his body language. Mm -hmm. I read in one article, I'm sorry that I don't remember which one I read several 
uh, said hips don't lie. <laughs> so song. watch, you know, is, are his hips writhing? Is he, you know, pressing in and gently guys like, please do not force your penis further into her mouth than she is prepared for or willing to, because that can be incredibly traumatic. She does not need a new hole in the back of her throat. <laughs> Never a good experience for a woman. But if he is rolling his head back, his eyes are rolling back into their sockets. He's moaning, he's groaning, his hips are writhing, his breathing is getting really deep or really shallow, according to what your partner you know typically does. Like you generally know when his body is tensing up and getting into that zone where he is in la la land so do watch for his body language and when right. you're doing something that you sense that he really likes don't just stop doing it keep going mm -hmm. right pay attention to all those cues the mm -hmm. toes watch the toes the toes that's true. <laughs> yep. that's true i think the biggest compliment that a husband can pay his wife during this act is for him to say oh my gosh please don't stop translation <laughs> you have me feeling so so good right now that's a good thing right so uh, but then some women are going wait a minute please don't stop my mouth is tired just having this conversation <laughs> so that leads us to number eight don't stop prematurely if you do get a sore mouth just back off a little bit and use your hands, mm -hmm. but, but do it enthusiastically and continue the roaming and the moaning and the sexy talk and all that jazz. But don't, don't back off to the point that he feels as if you're done. If, if you're not done, you know, if, if you want to keep him in that zone, because I'm sure that especially women who are married to older men have figured out that if you back off and he thinks you're done, what often will happen is that that blood flow that caused that erection in the first place will go back to the extremities, to the arms and the legs from whence it came. Right. His penis may think that it's over and then he may be, he may have a hard time getting that erect again. Mm -hmm. So if you need to lessen the mouth tension, that's fine, but don't lessen the intensity and the focus and the fun. Okay. Right. And then avoid teeth too. I'm going to have to toss that one in here. <laughs> That's I, a rule. That's like yeah. the golden rule, right? I've heard that the only bad thing about a blowjob is if she doesn't know how to cover her teeth. So basically, you know how when you put on lipstick and you rub your lips together mm -hmm. and they kind of go up underneath your front teeth a little bit? Right. You're doing do. it right now. I yep. hear it. <laughs> that, that's what you got to do is just cover the edge of your teeth a little bit where you're not scraping, you're not biting, you're just rubbing your lips and your tongue and the roof of your mouth and in your cheek. Sometimes it's fun to put his penis in your cheek. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a tight little pocket there and that can really go crazy. Lots of suction created there. Exactly. And again, it's just novelty. It's just showing that you're having fun, that you're enjoying this, that you have a wide repertoire of ways to make him feel good. Mm -hmm. Right. If you, if you can deep throat, then more power to you, but please don't think that that's an expectation because here's the thing. Gagging is one of the biggest turnoffs. Right. As soon as he hears you going, <laughs> 
The idea that you're about to throw up on his lap could shut his <laughs> erection down really fast, too. <laughs> so no puking, please. No puking. No. So what if you want to do that, but, I mean, but you do gag. Like, is there a way to practice? Well, you here's a banana something. If you... <laughs> If you are going down on him and you and it went a little too far back, just back off and use your hands to just continue the tension going around the base of his penis and the shaft of his penis. It's okay to just focus on the tip for a little while until you regain your composure. Right. If it sure. caused your eyes to water, just don't even look up right now. <laughs> you know, just just make up rolling down your face. You should probably take a breather. <laughs> yeah, I would think that if she looks up at him and she's got tears rolling down her, her cheeks, that this is not a good aphrodisiac either. So <laughs> you can recover so quickly if that accidentally happens. Remember, ladies, you are in control. You have, you have knees and shoulders and a neck. Like you can pull away if you need to, but sometimes it's just... A changing of positions like if if you need to back off and kind of re, you know regain your composure just pretend like you're shifting your body around to where you can get more comfortable and he's never the wiser that he just went a little bit too far into your mouth and you got all teary-eyed on him just right. yeah you can handle this ladies I, I totally believe in you you can do it you can do it all right so number eight is use the tip of your tongue in a variety of different places that's kind of goes along with Rome, but the places that are the biggest hot spots on the male genitalia would be the tip of his penis where the circumcision has taken place. If he is in fact circumcised, it's called the frenulum. That is a particularly sensitive spot. Imagine that that used to be a clitoris before that clitoris sprouted and became a penis mm -hmm. when it was in his mother's womb. So the same way that your clitoris is where so many of the nerve endings are collected, that frenulum part of his, the tip of his penis, that's where so many of his nerve endings are as well. But in addition to that, there is a section of the male body that you need to become acquainted with. And that is his taint is the slang term. <laughs> Because it, it's the section in between the testicles and the anus, and they call it a taint because it taint the balls, but it taint the butt. It's, it's the prostate gland. And Is that, that the medical term for that little uh, fleshy fun bridge? That's what I've heard it called. <laughs> the fleshy fun bridge. I have not heard it called that. There you go. <laughs> There's your new one. <laughs> I, I don't know what the official medical term is, but I do know that it is in the region where the prostate gland is, and it feels particularly good to the male body to have his prostate gland massaged, and it's healthy. I mean, you know, prostate cancer is a common thing in aging men. And then in addition to the tip of the penis or the frenulum and the taint, there's also an activity called teabagging, <laughs> and that is the slang term. Aren't you proud of me for using all this? I love it. I am proud of you. Way to go. Way to be, way to be, uh, what's the word? A modern girl. Way to be a modern sexy girl. There you go. <laughs> so basically teabagging is when you have his penis in your mouth, attempt to just swirl your tongue around his scrotum such that he feels as if, again, you're truly devouring him. So um, do, 
Do I understand the concept of teabag correctly? That right. that's basically putting his his scrotum and possibly his testicles, but be really careful, ladies, because those can be very painful. Um, See, here's my, I've always thought of teabagging as like a kind of a funny um, term, like if you're laying down and he walks up to you and like drops his balls on your face, like that's teabagging. I didn't know that you could voluntarily teabag somebody <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, I'm sure that whoever you talk to could give you a wide variety of definitions of what they perceive teabagging to be. So now, true. now you've got two different ideas there. <laughs> so many options, y'all. So many. Yeah, I, I was under the impression that it is basically gently squeezing the scrotum in between your tongue and your lips as if you're squeezing a teabag. Oh, yeah, I just, I learn new things every day with you. I need you in my life. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Okay. So that's, let's go a little bit further because I've, I've got two more things on my list. Okay. All right. Again, going back to that prostate gland and how pleasurable of a hot spot that is, it might be fun just to get one of these silver bullet vibrators that basically just rest up against either your clitoris or his prostate gland to give him some good vibrations while you are putting your mouth on his penis. Whew. Oh, let's just, get, let's say it like we're talking, you're saying on his butthole. On his taint or on his butthole, if that's what he <laughs> enjoys. Some men are very right? persnickety about that. Some men are like, right? don't go there at all some men are like oh, i don't mind you playing around the door as long as you don't go past the threshold enter the door right. and okay. other men are like "Ooh, yeah rim me baby which basically <laughs> means all around it which that's entirely up to the wife or the woman as to how she feels about that again making sure that undercarriage is really clean would be a really vital step in that process yes please take showers People. Yeah. Or if the idea of your face or mouth or lips or tongue being in that region just totally disgusts you, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Don't think that just because you don't want to go there means that you don't want to go near his penis. There are these little things called finger cots that basically <laughs> look like teeny tiny condoms. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen these one time. You have uh, seen before we were in a drugstore together and I pointed them out to you and explained exactly you, and I fell in the floor laughing <laughs> literally so it's uh, basically just something that you put on your finger to protect yourself if you want to put some good lube on there or saliva that you can massage his I think it's called perineum mm -hmm. um, but then you can just remove that finger cut and throw it away but you know, sometimes that just helps a woman be a little bit more confident with giving her husband what he truly enjoys. But again, he may not like that. He may not want that. So I wonder how many people, how many women have asked or know, or have even thought about doing that or how many men know if they enjoy that or not? Well, this will be a good opportunity to have that discussion and you know, quite frankly, some men may not know until, you know, it's, it's one of those things where don't knock it until you try it and they yes. may not know if they like it or not until they experience sure. it. But I would just say, ladies, follow his lead. I mean, there are some women who they like to be the dominant partner mm -hmm. and they're into this sort of thing and maybe even 
putting on a strap on and pegging him. I mean, that is a thing. And not just among, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there are Christian couples who tell me that they are really into pegging. He enjoys being right. penetrated. She enjoys taking on that role of being the one in control right. and, and thrusting her hips and penetrating mm-hmm. him. Um, and so, you know, that that's obviously, it's not an expectation when it comes to blowjobs. I'm just telling you that when you start with a blowjob and you begin to roam, and grown and you may discover that he enjoys some of these places that you roam and just take cues from his body and and hopefully ask him you know what did you like what did you not like because wouldn't mm-hmm. you want the same courtesy wouldn't sure. you want your husband to just explore every possibility for pleasure and then the two of you be able to talk about yeah i really love that do that again remember that mm-hmm. or yeah, it was okay, but it didn't thrill me. Or yeah. I, I don't care if you never do that again, babe. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Communicate once again, <laughs> like yes. we said. Yes, but the prostate massage, whether that's with fingers or vibrator or uh, lips and tongue or whatever, that is something that a lot of men report that feels really, really good. I like so it. Take it for what you, yeah, take it for what it's worth. All right, so the last thing on my list, number 10, is you probably need to discern whether he likes when you swallow or not and kind of answer the question in your mind of, am I going to spit or am I going to swallow? And if you're going to spit, then have like a washcloth or something nearby where, you know, you, you kind of know a plan. Don't just let him blow in your mouth and then freak out over what to do with it. Like you have one of two choices. You can swallow or you can spit, or you can just tell him in advance, um, let me know. You know, like if you'll just give me a tap on the shoulder when you're about to blow, because some women might rather take their mouth off altogether Mm -hmm. and just watch that explosion take place in her hands or whatever. So just decide how you feel about it. But here's the thing. You can be really good at performing blowjobs for your husband without an expectation that it needs to, that he needs to ejaculate in your mouth. But if you're okay with it in your mouth, again, just know what the plan is. But there are many men who report that having his wife swallow his ejaculate, maybe not every time, but sometimes or on special occasions or whatever, there's something deeply psychological about that because Mm -hmm. it basically is consuming a part of him. He feels incredibly accepted, incredibly supported, incredibly loved, incredibly desired when that happens. But again, you know, like if that's where you draw the line, then fine, draw the line. Don't, don't not give him blowjobs because you don't want to swallow. Like there, you can Mm -hmm. always work around the issues that you have and come up with a happy medium where you'll both feel satisfied. But here's the cool thing, Michelle. Did you know there's actually health benefits? No. To To swallowing? Yep. Yep. Uh, So in case women are worried that like, oh, that's extra calories that I don't need. It's only like (laughs) five calories per ejaculation. It's calories? It, it, it's five cal- it's a it's the equivalent to oh a my gosh. Here's it is nutritional facts 
It, 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 it's <laughs> of gum, but it has some good things in it. So first of all, it does have some sugar, both fructose and glucose, but not so much that it's going to wreck your diet or break your keto plan or whatever. Um, these are like trace elements here, but it has sodium, citrate, mm -hmm. zinc, chloride, calcium, lactic acid, magnesium, and mm -hmm. potassium. Dude, that's a bunch of vitamins that you wouldn't have to take if you just <laughs> well i don't know if you're going to get enough of it in you know in enough quantities to uh to warrant throwing your vitamins away but what i'm saying though <laughs> is that it's basically an exchange of body fluids from one body to another but it's it's not destructive in any way there's nothing bad about it um, right. unless they have been eating some foods that impact the taste negatively. So here's the list of foods that can make your semen taste not so great. Garlic, onions, broccoli, cabbage, leafy greens, asparagus, meat and dairy products, alcohol, cigarettes, and coffee. I'm not going I know I'm not recommending that you go out without these things. Some of them are very healthy and needed like leafy greens and uh, broccoli and, <laughs> but just know that, you know, those things do impact the taste, but here's some things that you can eat to make the taste more palatable. Okay. Celery, mm -hmm. parsley, wheat grass, cinnamon, nutmeg, pineapple, papaya, and oranges. And now here's the thing that is the icing on the cake that I learned, Michelle, when I was doing this research. And this is, uh, this is from a website called Healthline. All of these lists that I've been sharing with you are from a website called Healthline. Okay. This question is, is semen a potential mood booster? <laughs> yeah, it potentially is. Uh, that there is a natural antidepressant property in semen, which includes endorphins, estrone, prolactin, oxytocin, thyrotropin-releasing hormones, and serotonin. So like, is, who knew? Okay, so Finn, is this, is this why you're always in such a fantastic mood? <laughs> You've taken your daily mood booster every If day? only that were true. <laughs> but it does tell me that, you know what, if I'm lagging a little bit emotionally, if I feel those dark clouds rolling overhead, maybe a good way to sweep them away would be to suggest to Charlie that we have some sexy time. I'm sure he would not put up a fight. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't argue. He wouldn't argue with you for sure. That's crazy. There's so many things. Uh, I mean, I would have never thought that it was a mood booster or that it had any health benefits and then it had calories. That's weird. See, I just think that God's creation is so stinking amazing and that the more we learn about our bodies and each other's bodies and how they work well together to create better health and better emotional mm -hmm. health and better mental health and, and a stronger spiritual bond. And like, I'm just so in awe of, right. of how creative God was when he created the female body, the male body, and how it all works together to right. so many good things. So I just want to add the disclaimer that Everyone listening to this podcast should chew up the meat and spit out the bones. Not everything is going to be appealing to you, but please don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Please 
at least try to wrap your brain around the possibility that by showing your mate that you love him this much, that you desire him this much, that you do, that you are willing to attempt to devour him in the ways that are possible, really think that it could go such a long way to creating an amazing bond in your marriage relationship. And that will have a positive impact on your family. I've said it many times before that a stronger couple means a stronger family. A stronger family means a stronger community and stronger communities mean a stronger society. So maybe this is your contribution to society to become more confident in your ability <laughs> to pleasure your husband in this way. <laughs> right. I just, that's what I'm sitting here thinking about. You know, we're going through these different tips and tricks and um, helpful hints. And I'm thinking about my friends and acquaintances or that we've you know, talked with that they hate blowjobs. Like the thought of this is disgusting or, you know, they could never actually enjoy it. And so, I mean, we're definitely sensitive to, to the ones that do struggle with getting there and even being excited uh, to, to please your mate. And so any tips for that person? Yeah, I so want to be sensitive to the person who is disgusted or grossed out or squeamish over this topic, but here's what I want to end with. When I was growing up, my mom hated fish. Like she would just gross out over any fish. We never had fish in our home at all. But when I was in high school, I discovered shrimp and I was like, ooh, this is really good. And then as I got older, I discovered salmon. And it's like, this is one of my favorite meals. And it was my daughter who introduced me to the concept of sushi. And at first it was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I would have to say that California rolls is something that I gravitate toward when we go out for date night or whatever. In other words, just because something disgusts you in the beginning doesn't mean you have to stay there. We mm -hmm. all evolve. Our palate evolves. Our maturity level increases. Our minds open. We are never the same as we were 20 years ago or even 20 minutes ago when we listen to podcasts like this. Maybe it totally <laughs> opens your mind you know, miraculously in one short span of time. But just because you haven't enjoyed it in the past, look at why. Really take the time to ask yourself, what does giving my husband a blowjob represent to me? What have I felt? What kind of experience have I had in the past that created trauma or disdain or disgust? And is it possible that I can move past that so that I can incorporate this into our repertoire and create an even more vibrant sex life between the two of us? Right. So that's my Amen. Point. There you go. Feel like you've had church? I do. I <laughs> do. Unlike any you'll ever hear. Oh, I doubt I'll hear that in church. <laughs> well, if you would like to chime in on this conversation, send us an email on tap at shannonethridge.com. O-N-T-A-P at shannonethridge.com. Or if you want to chime in verbally, call us at 321-30-ON-TAP. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your suggestions on future topics. And so as always, we just want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sexual Confidence on Tap with Shannon Etheridge and friends. We love you for listening.
and we thank you for tapping on us.